I know you want that bonus episode, but before we get to it, I just got to remind you, Saturday, March 21st at 10 a.m. in Burleson, Texas at Graceview Baptist Church, Doctrine and Devotion is having a one-day micro-conference called Contending for the Gospel, Promoting Orthodoxy. No, it's Protecting Orthodoxy and Promoting Unity. You understand. Go to DoctrineAndDevotion.com, check out that banner, click on it for more details. Registration is filling up, so get on it while you can. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. What's going on? Nothing. Really? Mm, nothing. Mm. We had a we had an elders prayer and yep. care meeting yep. today. Love it. Yeah. I love when we get the when we get together and pray for everyone. Do you love it when Brian decides to change the way that we go through the prayer order? Um, you know that that's just he, he's allowed. To it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. It just and, it's and gonna because, take two times. And because we never we never did it before his way, I had no like grounding yeah, to say. It was good. Let's not do it. So yeah, I got to give it okay. a shot. It was, it, the idea uh, is sound. So what we do for elder, so we meet twice a month as elders uh, to go over church uh, business and to pray together and to address issues and all that stuff. Um, but then periodically throughout the year, we do nothing but pray for members of our church. So we go through the membership role and we pray for the people specifically by name and about the issues that we know that are happening in their lives. And so that was what today was. And it was a good time. It's always a good time. Oh, I love it. I love it. And then uh, we got later tonight, we got the Elders Fellowship. Well, some of us do, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not going. Because yeah, you just got back. I just got back. Mm. Michelle wants a, a night to ourselves. So tonight mm. we're going to, I don't know, I'm making dinner, and then we're going to do a family game or family movie. I don't know. Mm. I think we're going to watch, like, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Why? Because the kids just watch Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Watch Uncut Gems or something with Adam no, Sandler. No, that's what I want to watch. But yeah. I'm saying with the kids. Yeah. I can't watch that with the kids. Watch that uh, Watch that HBO show, The Outsider. Not with the kids. Mm. No, and I do want to watch The Outsider. Oh. Is it good? <laughs> it's messed up. Yeah, it's good. Oh, yeah, man. Like then it. Not, well, no. when you say it's messed up, maybe I can't watch it then. No, you could watch this one. Yeah, it's, 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 just, it's like a... I can't. I don't want to spoil it. For yeah, you. then just stop. Then just, just stop. Wait, wait, a bonus episode. We don't have time. We have got to get into this. People, All right, sorry, let's do this. Let's do this. Bonus episode. So um, we're talking. Obviously, uh, there's been a lot of requests for us to talk about this issue with um, Pastor Steve Timmis and Acts mm-hmm. 29 and what's going down there. And um, it's not the kind of thing that we typically talk about. We don't spend mm-hmm. a lot. If you look at our our catalog of, of content, 99% of it is just Reformed theology, Baptist yeah. Reformed theology, and, and experiential theology. But in this case, and from time to time, we have to address a, a, a pressing uh, current issue that's in the news because there's it, it relates to us in, in one way or another. And in this case, it does because uh, Redeemer Fellowship is uh, a member of Acts 29. Yeah, and Joe, well, yeah, yeah, Joe's, Joe, is it the church that's a member? Mm-hmm, yeah. They changed it? Yeah, years ago, it used to, well, people, it used to be that the lead pastor would be assessed and then he would become a member <gasps> of Acts 29. And the rest of us didn't matter. Yeah, that's right. But now it is all of the elders of a church um, have to agree and sign off. The lead oh. pastor is still the one that is formally assessed. Mm. But then uh, all of the elders have to sign off. And Our opinions the, matter and now. Then, then, then you have, yes. And then you have an Acts 29 
Church. So we're talking about that particular network and Steve Timmis. Now, if you don't know who Steve Timmis is, uh, Jimmy, he's the pastor at the Crowded House. Why are you telling me I know? I know, because you've gone to the church. I've gone to a number of times. Yeah, where's it at? Sheffield. Oh, I guess you do know. I do know. I can take a train right from Leeds uh, to Sheffield. And you know what? I know what platform it's off of. Seven. It's all about platforms for you, isn't it, Jimmy? <gasps> no, I got to go to platform seven. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's where the train goes. So he's written a bunch of books, right? Yeah. Uh, the Total Church, uh, Multiplying Churches, Everyday Church. He co-authored a lot of those. Co-authored yeah. those. Uh, and with Tim Chester, I think it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Tim right. Chester. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's got another book coming out, uh, part of the uh, Nine Marks imprint, uh, Service. How do I give back? That's coming out. That's awkward. <laughs> I mean, it's just awkward. Mm. Like you're you're going to publishing this thing in March of 2020, Mm -hmm. and then this all stuff happens. It makes it definitely makes it awkward. All right. Well, for the past seven years, um, uh, Steve Timmis has been the CEO of Acts 29. And Acts 29, if you don't know, is a uh, we like to say that we are a global family of churches that plant churches. Boom. And um, so this week, Steve was removed from his role as CEO by network leadership. So what? happened right that's sort of like the big question and so to we just want to back up a little bit to give you a little bit of of context here jim when 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 steve uh came in to the network he came in at a at a pretty critical awkward uh time in the network's history right well yeah i mean 829 was co-founded uh by mark driscoll and so driscoll stepped down as president Mm -hmm. and then later was removed from the network altogether that's right he was removed for ungodly behavior in leading the church Domineering, intimidation, uh, bullying, etc. Bad hair. No, I don't remember all of them. <laughs> uh, so that Matt Chandler was then, and he continues to be the president. With Steve Timmis uh, was made the CEO. That's right. Uh, now, God's done some great things yeah. through eight two nine, through Chandler, through Timmis. Uh, at, at that time when he started, eight two nine had around three hundred churches. Today. 800 churches. Yeah, and those churches are largely, I, mean, I know there are some haters out there, they'll see something like this that's going on with, with Steve Timmis and the, and the current <laughs> drama, and they'll, they'll import that to every Acts yeah. 29 church, but yeah. the reality is, is the Acts 29 churches that I know um, are, are healthy, led by um, humble leaders, they have healthy members, obviously there are going to be exceptions to that, of course, in every denomination and network, but yeah, 300 to 800 churches. That, that, uh, that, that, that's good growth. Around the globe. Very good growth. And Steve, as far as I know, Steve was always really appreciated and even loved by most of the people in the network. Like, I, you know, at the, at the events that you go mm-hmm. to. I mean, he was a good Bible teacher, preacher, and apparently a very effective leader in a lot yeah. of different and ways. He, and he was a nice individual. I mean, he gave me a ride once to the airport, uh, not the airport, the, the train. When I, I, I left, you know. What kind of car was he driving? That I don't remember. You're not a car guy. I'm not a car guy. It just, I don't know, it, something, it rhymed with like Mugatti. No, yeah. I'm joking. That's yeah. a joke. That's that, a joke. That's your car. Yeah, <laughs> it's not my car. Yeah. Don't even pretend it's like that. It's weird that you can't even spell the name of the car that you drive. Yes, weird. I can. I you can stop it. Okay, that's so not spell funny. Bugatti. Go ahead. No, I don't have a Bugatti <laughs> and you know I don't have that. Don't tell people I have things okay. I don't have. Pagani. Stop it. You know, I don't have these things. Anyways, no, but he was he was really nice. And I mean, he was a very effective preacher. I, I loved hearing him preach. He always came across to me as a guy um, who was um, impassioned and he came across as humble. So that, that was the impression that we would get of him from like your interactions with him. I think I shook his hand one time, but so I didn't really know him at all. Mm. Um, oh, you didn't get a ride to the train station from from Steve? No, no. Oh. no I don't think I don't think Steve would pick me up. Oh anywhere. man, that was look so, at me and look at you. Yeah, that was so nice of him to you. Take get, me. You got your nice shoes on. 
You and look like you next, look like somebody he, important. He walked with me to get coffee, and then and then we went. It was great. You mean tea? Uh, no, at that point I was drinking coffee. Now, yes, nowadays I'm. I, I, I like the Yorkshire. I like the Yorkshire oh, tea. It's just proper. Just moved it's proper. Get it over <laughs> it's proper. So lame. Come on, let's hurry up. The Leeds match is on. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get your gotta get your English on. All right. So what happened this week was that um, on Tuesday. We got word, and by we, I mean Acts 29 pastors. We got word that Timis was out as CEO, and Brian Howard, good guy, was in as CEO. And it was really explained as a transition of leadership to better serve the needs of the network and all of that. But then on Wednesday, and I began to hear from other members of the network, like, what's going on? This is kind of weird. And, uh, but, you know, I didn't know. It doesn't. Things just happen. It's a growing network. Things change. Yeah, and Joe doesn't pay attention. I pay attention. I pay, but if I pay too much attention, I get annoyed. Well, then on Wednesday, there was a follow-up email that was sent out, and it explained that the issues surrounding Steve's leadership had garnered some media attention, which led X29 to share more, more specific details about the decision to transition Steve out of the CEO role. And so the board actually provided a statement. And so here's the statement that they made public, um, which essentially says, we're grateful for the opportunity to respond to this. Uh, a little over two weeks ago, the board of Acts 29 was made aware of some accusations of abusive leadership against our CEO, Steve Timmis. The board launched an investigation of those claims and found evidence that he should be transitioned out of the CEO role immediately. Um, where there needs to be reconciliation, we are prayerful and committed to seeking it. And so, um, you know, so we didn't really have any real information on yeah. the first email. Second email, we got the information that most of us feel like, well, that would have been good to have in the first email. No, I know, you, I know, listen, I know, I'm not part of those emails. We do see those emails yeah. because we're, uh, but definitely felt frustrated. Mm -hmm. Definitely felt frustrated of like, you kind of gave the impression, don't worry about it. Everything's good. Nothing to see here. And nothing to see here. There's no man behind the curtain. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, okay, there were some things. Yeah. You know, it would have been better just to say, I know, well, I know it's neither here nor there, but it would have been just to say, hey, there's some things we're working through. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Even that. Even that would have been perfect. Yep. It would have, it would have felt a lot better than when there's pressure on and then we find out yeah. more. And, that's, it's, it's and that's from those of us that were within the network. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, we've been in Acts 29 since 2008. 2008. That's like, uh, what is that? How 12 years. years. 12, 12, 12 years. years. I can't believe you. 12 years. I can't do the math. Are you kidding? You can't go 8 to 18 plus 2? You just lost <laughs> me right there. 8 to 18. 8, eight to 18 is 10. 19 eight, is 11. Wait, 8 to 18 is 10. 8, to eight, eight plus 18 is like... No, not 8. No, eight, I don't even know. No, to get from 8 to get okay, to 18. nobody cares about this. You're so, I can't believe you. All right, so um, what happened was Christianity Today dropped an article um, by Kate Shelnut. Um, and the article is called X-29 CEO removed amid accusations of abusive leadership. So this is when we begin to hear more broadly, yeah. we begin to hear, because I hadn't heard anything like this. And now we're hearing about the accusations. It doesn't mean that they're true, but we are hearing about the accusations that are made um, about Steve and how this all went down. Now, we'll link to this in the show notes. Yeah, but here's, here's something that she said uh, or wrote. 15 people who served over, under Timis, uh, at, presumably at the crowded house, uh, described to Christianity Today a pattern of spiritual abuse through bullying and intimidation, overbearing demands in the name of mission and discipline, rejection of critical feedback, and an expectation of unconditional loyalty. 
Okay, so that might not actually sound like a big deal to a lot of people mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, so this guy who- You want to get things done. He's getting things done. So, okay, so he's a rough around the edges bull in a china shop. Come what on, you yeah. do? 300 churches to 800 guys, come on. Yeah, you're going to complain about bullying, <laughs> you big baby. You, you little <laughs> you, baby. Come on, snowflake. Yeah, come on, get, get step it up. But the reality is um, that, you know, as, as far as these things, if these things are, are true, then you're talking about not just an abuse of power, you're talking about an abuse of people. Yeah. And and I know bullying, listen, some stuff gets called bullying, which is no big deal. And then other thing is bullying, which wrecks people's lives and hurts people. So that can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. But if you read the article, you'll understand what the accusations actually are. And if they're true, then they are very serious. These are not small. This is not just like leadership style issues. Yeah. Some guys are more bold. Some guys are in your face. Some guys are colder. They're not yeah. as warm. And, and, and listen, we've dealt with people like that, right? Like they, they, their heart's in the right spot. They, they're definitely not uh, meaning it. And once you say something to them, like, hey, yeah, that came off a little bit harsher. Totally. And I... People have to say that to me. Yeah, we, we, have, we say that to each other and the elders all the time. All yeah. the time. And it's like, and th- that's what I love about the elders at Redeemer, to be honest, is, and I was just talking to somebody else about this, that the elders of Redeemer, when I, when I wa- as I'm watching and, and looking at how it's gone over the, the past 13 years, what I see is um, guys that have never been defensive when there's been a complaint or a concern uh, that's been brought to them from the congregation, and that if there has been any defensiveness, it's usually been in among ourselves and only in a few occasions, which is then remedied later when yeah, they yeah. go, I was being defensive. I was being a little baby mm-hmm. right there. Like, mm-hmm. So I love that, but this is, is, a, is a real problem. But there's another part of this letter that got oh. a lot of attention. Do you want me to read that, Joe? Yeah, go ahead. We were texting back and forth on this one. Yeah, but we were getting emails and stuff from other people uh, Text oh, notifications so and uh, Here go. social media. Uh, two former uh, Acts 29 staff members told CT they spoke up about Timus's overbearing leadership five years ago in his first year as executive director. According to a copy of a 2015 letter sent to X-29 President Chandler and obtained by CT, five staff members based in the Dallas area described their new leader as, quote, bullying, lacking humility, developing a culture of fear, and overly controlling beyond the bounds of Acts 29. And with examples spanning 19 pages during a meeting with Chandler and two board members to discuss the letter, all five were fired and asked to sign non-disclosure agreements as a condition of their severance packages. They were shocked. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. 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 That, all right. So here, let's just say a couple of things. Um, yeah, this is really important. Okay. To say. Fake news, first of all. No, 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 no. Am I not saying that? No, 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 no. Don't Chandler this. <laughs> no, don't. Don't say that because that's not Chandler either. All right. Here's here's the thing. Um, truthfully, this is a, 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 a an article written by, uh, I think, as far as I can tell, a very trustworthy reporter yeah. who's interviewed people. Yep. Uh, nevertheless. It, it looks like she did her due diligence yeah, in this. This, this, is, fine. this is not a kind of thrown together piece. I don't think it's a hit piece, but... Yep. But we do we do not actually know any of these details, yes. and we do not have any facts. So we are entirely reliant on what other people are going to tell us, whether that's this article or people in the network. So I just want to be very clear um, that we personally do not know these details. And that means, secondly, that mm. there could be a whole lot more to this part of the story. When I Listen, when I read those paragraphs, that's pretty bad. It sounds really bad. No, no, I, I don't like it. It's, it's, it's one of those it's like upsetting. It's one of those like I'm done. It's like yeah, that's, that's I know that I feel the same way because it's like listen, we 
we had to let Mark, we had to, you know, remove Mark yeah. Driscoll from yeah. the network for these specific sins. And then... And then we go again, again. We get the accusations about the new guy and these people are... Fr- so it looks really bad. So, but let me just say, there could be more to the story. There could be a more accurate account of it. I don't know that. I'm not saying that that's the case. I just, we just don't know. No. But we will say this. If what is said here is true, if, if how it reads is what just happened, then mm-hmm. there's a problem here. There's a problem. Here. And I get it. Like, I listen, in, in the corporate world where it's just a business... Um, you can have bosses that are effective leaders who get things done who are total jerk faces. And um, and that Jimmy is like feeling sheepish right now. You can do that, right? And because your corporation is not necessarily a family and definitely not a family in the same way that the church is a family mm-hmm. right? or, or a denomination is a family. So there are differences. And so what we wanted to talk about here is um, so a couple of things. One, broadly, um, we're, we're following this as you guys are following this. And so we wanted to let you know what our thoughts are on the situation. And yeah. so we're seeing gonna, how, you know, what comes out, seeing how a two nine kind of handles this, whether there's transparency, whether there's not all those things, yeah. you know, we, we want to know. And, we, and again, like, listen, I love, I love the network. I've, I, I've been greatly blessed by the men in the network. Um, but we got We got to deal with this. We got to be honest about it and transparent, and not not be afraid to talk openly about it. So what we wanted to do is is discuss a little bit about why this sort of thing happens and what are we supposed to do now. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy, why do you think this takes place so often? And and not just so often. I mean, we see it in uh, James McDonald, yep, the Bill yep. Hybels. Um, we see it in our network. Yeah. And we've seen it in our network in a few different yeah. instances. Yeah, and when we're talking about this, we're talking about like that intimidation, the overbearing demands, you know, mm-hmm. the name of mission and discipline, the rejection of critical feedback. Uh, and then we do hear a lot about this expectation of unconditional loyalty. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it, it's definitely been something that I've heard in the past. Um, so unconditional I, I, loyalty is, by the way, unconditional loyalty only to God. Yeah, and I don't even give that to Joe. Of course not. I don't even give that of to you. Of course not. You know, I could if like if I started making fun of the fact that your house is black and orange like a Halloween. Uh, uh, why? Why know, do you do uh, that? Then you, you why? You, you why do you do this? Why? I would never do that though. I would you never would, make you fun would of never, your never, black never Halloween once. House. You you've never no, once. No, I wouldn't do that. Not you, on air. No, and, I, and on air, I would never talk about your bald and short and angry dwarf that needs to stand on a desk to get a book off the top shelf. Okay, first of all, you talk about that all the time. No, no, no. Second, no, no second, I've everybody never, knows I've that. Never, that's I've not never, an insult. I, I never talked about that. I'm not sensitive like you. I don't talk about, about, about your, red, about your you know, cherry red car. Here's what my chair, my car is black, by the way, you dummy. Don't have a red car. I was driving the rental. That's why that was red. I got a black car. What? Yeah, my car's black out there. Hyundai. For how long? It's been since I got it. When was that? No, you were gone in Leeds doing your thing. <laughs> All right. So why does this happen? Um, we think this happens for uh, a number yeah. of reasons, maybe five or so. But um, the first thing that comes to my mind is the reason this happens: pastors getting into these roles and keeping these roles while being overbearing, intimidating, and all these things is because we, as leadership, or we as churches, oftentimes value managing an organization over shepherding a church we value productivity over piety or i've been thinking about this all day or we value say um fruitfulness over faithfulness right in other words the ability to bear a lot of fruit in the in the production of your calling and faithfulness in the areas of of christian growth and piety and character not as important fruitfulness over faithfulness i want you to know that gave me chills all right. 
No, no, that was really good. You're a good friend. You're a good friend. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man, I appreciate you too. I'm just, oh, now, why would you no, do I'm that? No, I'm being nice. I'm being sincere. No, because you know what that means to I, us. Okay, so here's the thing. Like, uh, I think that that, and, and listen, um, people don't get put onto these pedestals mm-hmm. where they are untouchable, at least for a long period of time, without some complicity among many in the congregation or the organization. Which means number two, right? There's a lack of accountability, whether yep. it's to the congregation, yep. uh, to the elders that they serve with, or mm-hmm. to the, uh, for in this case, the, well, part of this case, the, the network that they're involved in, right? Right. There's other people that they should have been accountable to, uh, or for this case, but for anyone, the lack of accountability, like the lack of mm-hmm. oversight, the lack of asking questions or having the opportunity to ask questions and to receive answers uh, without the defensiveness behind it. Right. And that, that relates to the transparency, number three, right? Yeah. Like you've, if you don't have uh, other people that can call you, people from the congregation or people that are peers in, in terms of being leadership can say, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Where do you get off doing that? Like you've got to have people yeah. that can say that to you. And then there's got to be a transparency where you actually disclose the things that are happening or going on. Um, it's, if, you, if you don't have that, then you're, like, we've talked about this before, a long, long time ago when we started the podcast, like that pastors are either pawns or they're puppets or they're popes, yeah. right? Oftentimes when the, in the worst possible scenarios, right? They're popes, they call all the shots, they mm-hmm. do their thing. And if they have a board of elders, they're either yes men or they're in the pocket of the of the of the grand poobah and then you or or sometimes pastors are just like a pawn of the congregation have to do whatever they're said yeah yeah so um what we're talking about is you know we we believe in parity so that all of the elders should have equal authority that's right equal authority and they should um with that equal shared authority work together in unity and be transparent with the congregation so along with that uh there should be well, in this, I think that part of the reason is lack happens, of real yeah. friendship, right? A lack of friends? Lack of real friends, right? Um, so, I mean, I've had it where Joe's told me you're being a baby. I've had it where Brian's told me I'm being a baby. I've had it where Pat has told me I'm being a baby. You've, you've said that I was a baby, on, but you don't use that word. Do we want to say what word you use for me? I, I can if you really want. Go, go for it. Fine. I, I do say mm-hmm. you're being a little powder. Oh, is that really what yeah, you Yeah, because you're short and you're crying. Okay. Well, okay. I think people know listening that I don't cry, but no, no, but sometimes physiologically impossible for do, me do, to do, cry. No, 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 but you're pouting. Dwarfs don't have tear ducts. So. <laughs> They're too small for them. <laughs> <laughs> Tears are too big for her eyes, for little baby eyes. <laughs> so, yeah. No, you need, you need to have that. Even I had recently, uh, uh, while I was in Leeds, uh, uh, one of my best friends sent me a message asking, hey, can you read this email and give me your thoughts? Because... You know, and I'm sitting there in the pub having a call with him. And, you know, he just said, hey, I, I, I just knew you would tell me if I'm being a baby. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, friends are oftentimes the last group of people that will tell you what's up. Like, sometimes your, 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 your professional peers might not. Yeah. Right? We shouldn't think about elders as professional peers. I'm just saying, like, those people that are connected to you through vocation um, or, or, or uh, like the church might not feel comfortable and they should, but they might not feel comfortable. Your friends, if they're real friends will tell you, Hey, you look stupid wearing that hat. Like if I started wearing a baseball cap, can you oh. imagine what would happen? If I started wearing a baseball Have I ever wore a baseball cap in all the years you've known I've, me? I've never seen it. I've never, never worn a baseball- seen it. Yeah, it if yeah, I, I did, I, you'd no, be like, bro. No, no, no. I've seen vacation hat. 
Yeah, va- oh, that's that's my fishing hat. Yeah. Yeah, your, your vacation hat yeah. is beautiful. Oh, I, I love my vacation. I only wear that on vacation. If I wore that around here, oh, we'd make fun of you. Yeah, of but course. when you're on vacation, I'm like, oh no, he's, he gets he's, a pass. He, yeah, he gets a pass. Jen. It's vacation. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 you're on vacation with Jen. No, no, no. Yeah. So she gets she because she likes it. So I had an employee. We're traveling back and forth. Uh, we're traveling uh, from uh, Chicago to uh, Leeds. Yeah. And uh, I had my travel pants. What sweatpants? Travel pants. They're so little sweatpants. They're not sweatpants. They're just they're, fancy sweatpants. They're, they're, they're 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 travel pants. I know what you And he just sat there like looking at me like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with this. Besides the I way, should, the, I, the way they treat you, the way they treat you through uh, security, you know, you might want to have the, the sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen how they treat you. Oh my the past. goodness. I know. I know. And then I have my travel blanket. Here's the thing. I remember. So Darren Patrick is a guy. He's a friend of mine. Darren Patrick, mm-hmm. um, pastor at Sojourn Church for a number of years, founding pastor there. Not Sojourn. I'm sorry. Uh, the Journey. The journey uh, in St. Louis, and um, you know, founding pastor there, and uh, he stepped down, and there were some, you know, there were accusations of yeah, yeah. you know leadership problems like this, and but he seems to be one of the guys that really has learned one from his rare. mistakes, right? And he's really open about, it. And he's like, here's yep. what my problem, here's what I was doing, yep. and now what he really wants to do is pour into other pastors and help them figure out how to avoid the pitfall that he fell into. So one of the things that I heard Darren say, and I love Darren. One of the things I heard Darren say was, as your church, as my, as the church was growing and as the platform was growing, I found myself with fewer, fewer and fewer friends. Mm. I, I had, I was more and more isolated and it wasn't like he consciously chose it or people were ditching yeah, it. It just yeah. kind of wound up that way for him. And when you don't have friends around you to tell you, Hey, you're acting like a baby or you're being selfish mm-hmm. or whatever. It's pretty easy to go all in. Yeah. Or you're being a little powder. Yeah. And you go, you never go full powder. Never full. If you have friends around you, but if you don't have friends around you, go full powder. Yeah. So, and I also think though that there's this issue, Jimmy, of there's a fear of losing power and losing influence that congregations and churches have. In other words, like I've heard people say this, like I didn't want to come forward with this accusation against this pastor or this elder because I didn't want to jeopardize the work that God was doing through the church. <gasps> no, I had that recently. Um, oh, not recently, maybe six, seven, eight months ago. Someone was talking about uh, some abusive leadership within their church, and they said, "I can't, I can't do anything about it." Like, why? Like, I fear that the church is going to crumble. Like the church can't handle this, you know, and this is an elder. I was like, then you shouldn't be an elder. Like you shouldn't be an elder if you can't confront the abusive leadership of yeah. the pastor. But, but you, 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 I can understand. I can sympathize, right? Because you see what God is doing and you're like, I, I love what God is doing. And, and okay, so our, so the, the, maybe the leadership is, is toxic or it's hurting people or it's or they're bullies. But you know what? Look at all the good God is doing. So I don't want to mess that up mm-hmm. as if Jesus can't bear the load of you like telling the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. Jesus can't handle it. This is that. the one thing Jesus is like, yeah, that's, oh, that's too much. The, that's the straw that broke Jesus back <laughs> right there. You had to say something. Jesus couldn't handle it. And that actually uh, leads us into the, well, what do we do now? In, yeah. in light of the, like this situation, because I know some people are just piling on and they're going to say, like, I've heard, I've seen a bunch of people say that Acts 29 churches are all the same and all that. And that's not true. Man, I, the, mm. the Acts 29 churches that I know are godly, awesome churches. Like they're, 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 they're solid. And I recommend people to go to those churches. Obviously, there are exceptions, of course, in any network, but um, but some people are jumping on this to just dismiss it. Other people are, um, to dismiss the network, other people are dismissing the issue that's been raised mm. and, and this complaint as if it's not a big deal at all. So, Jimmy, our advice, we have about, what, five, five pieces of, of advice that we would give to people uh, who, like, how should we respond to this particular issue in, uh, in this case and in general? Yeah. I mean, first, don't lose hope, right? In the midst of it, uh, and as we're talking about these things, there's going to be more information that comes out, undoubtedly. 
don't lose hope because Jesus is our savior. You mean Jesus. it's not it's not the pastor? It is not the pastor. Oh. It's not the pastor. It's Thank not God. the network. Yeah. It's not the denomination. Jesus is our savior. It's not the brand. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, I think that's a really good word because um you know we it's it's easier to know the pastor sometimes and it at least the persona of the pastor mm-hmm. than it is to know God. Uh, you know, the incomprehensible God. And when our leadership fails, uh, it can be pretty heartbreaking. So I think that's a good word. Don't lose hope. I would say don't give up on the church. Jesus builds his church. Yeah. Um, yep, yep, you yep. know, we, we are going to mess up. We're going to misstep. We're going to do, and some guys are going to be evil and do really bad things, but Jesus promises to build <gasps> his church. So, um, you know, with you, you, Jimmy, with you saying don't lose hope, I just want to say don't give up yeah. um, because there are bad examples out there don't throw your hands up and go, the church is just a total train wreck and we don't have, you know, like we can't trust it anymore. Um, Mm. Well, and and along with that, then then don't overreact, right? Like you're talking there about people going overboard when they, when they're giving up on the church, right? So, I mean, don't overreact, be patient and be reasonable because you know that Jesus is our savior, that Jesus is on the, on the throne. I think with that, yeah, I would say like, you you don't want to, by not overreacting, I, I also think of like, um, don't don't draw conclusions like absolutely until you have more all the information. Yeah, just, that's you know, fair. I, I think you know. Let's let's try to be. I think you said reasonable. Let's be reasonable here. Um, I would add as a fourth. Don't be silent. In other words, um, don't be silent before your God. Pray about these issues. Pray for your mm. church. Pray for your network. If you find yourself in a situation like this, pray fervently and speak up. It's okay to talk about these things. Now, listen, if you're just running around throwing verbal grenades at people and lighting people up on social media, then you're kind of a tool. Uh, you know, maybe don't do that. Mm. But um, it's 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 good. It's I mean, obviously, we're talking about it. You know, I'm a part of Acts 29 and have been for 12 years. So. Um, I've, I've been there through the Driscoll era and, and everything else. And, um, and I, and I, I really have fondness in my heart for the network, but we got to be able to talk about these things. We got to be able to talk about what's going on, um, and what's being reported and then encourage people to think through it carefully. So pray and then talk about it, have an open, honest conversation and don't ignore it. Right? Like, don't ignore this. Don't don't just try to sweep it under the rug. Actually, learn from this. Right. That's so right. That's even right. even if you're not part of the A two nine network, even though if you're non denominational or whatever your background is, learn from the mistakes of others. Right. As as others are struggling, as others have made mm-hmm. these errors, learn from them so that you don't repeat them yourselves. You know, it's funny because I've made uh, <gasps> a lot of mistakes as a dad. Yeah. A lot of mistakes as a dad and as so a so many, but. There are certain mistakes I have not made as a dad and a pastor, and those are the mistakes that I've seen other people make where I'm like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. I don't want to be that kind of a dad. I don't want to be that kind of a pastor. So I'm not going to do that. And so that's helped me. You can actually learn from the bad example or the mistakes and missteps of others. Now, you're yeah. still going to make your own mistakes, but why, why compound it? <laughs> actually, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. take a page here. And so like, what, 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 what can be... Um, redeemed from the situation so that churches and organizations can be healthier. Now, we know that this sort of bonus episode is likely to trigger some people. Um, well, we hope, we, we always try to be fair, as fair as we can when we talk about these uh, sort of issues, but we do want to hear your thoughts. We we're, we really want to hear like what you think about the situation and, um, and maybe specifically what you have learned from this kind of, of a scenario. 
And if you want to do that, Jimmy, how do they how do they connect with us um, to have this conversation? Yeah, you can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doctrine Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website doctrinedevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, joefostore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later.